Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, we had a WhatsApp message into the show from a very concerned daughter uh, about her dad, who's in his late 70s. And it says, Hiya, Joe. I want to remain anonymous, but I do need some advice. I'm originally from Cardavan, but I moved to my husband's hometown in Mayo three years ago. We're self-isolating up here as our daughter has asthma. But I'm really worried about my dad. Uh, He still lives in the family home in Limerick. He's a widow as mam died last year. None of my siblings live nearby and he refuses to cocoon. He says he feels fine and that he has to get out of the house to get some air and that he has no one to get his shopping anyway. I've tried talking to him, but it's like banging my head off a brick wall. I wanted to try to get the online delivery sent to his house as I thought that would at least stop him going to the shops, but there's no slots available. Joe, I know he listens every day to the Remy Today show and I'm hoping you can help me get through to him how serious this virus is and why he needs to cocoon for the next few weeks. And uh, thanks from a very worried daughter, says that WhatsApper to 86 123 95. Right, that's a dilemma for sure. And uh, we're joined uh, with some help, hopefully, by the CEO of the organisation Alone, Sean Moynihan. Uh, good morning to you, Sean. How are you doing? Good morning, not too bad. So, Sean, many over 70s, as you well know, are very active and the idea of cocooning just is not sinking in for them. What advice would you give to our listener and to her dad? I think that's a really important point you make. So there's a huge cross-section of older people. And as you say, some people are fit and able and always have been. And for them, this is nearly the hardest because ultimately, all of a sudden, they feel somewhat disempowered. A man like that who's probably been active all his life, been told now not to go out and get a shop and not to do this, not to do that. Very hard. It takes some adjustment. The great thing is, is that the community is rallying around for, for people and families being a little bit further away, which is not unusual. People have to move for work and their own childcare and all types of issues. Right? Is, 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 is that we all have to support and rally around. What we've found is, is an awful lot of older people are adhering to it. So people had already withdrawn because they realised some of their health issues were of the situation that they need to find themselves. Brother, like this man, it's going to take a few days. We've got to work and support them to understand that the community wants to support, that the infrastructure is being created right, by community voluntary, by the local authorities, by the health services to help him see this through and the people will and want to shield him in his own good. But it's a, it's a difficult thing and it might be for some people it will take a while for them to adjust. Yeah, because you see, Sean, look, we know ourselves, it's giving up your independence and it may be the reason why some of our parents are struggling with this latest restriction introduced by the government, especially when there's a chance that this cocooning period could last longer than the 12th of April. Absolutely. Well, I mean, for, for somebody, as you've described there, it's hugely disempowering. I can't, you know, somebody who's made decisions for themselves all their lives, they've been the adult, probably guiding and leading a family themselves, even though their children are now maybe adults, and ultimately are even on their own doing that. And all of a sudden now, I have to ask other people's permissions. I have to check before I do things. I need to reach out and get support. That's a really hard, hard thing to do for, some, for, for a lot of people. So what I'd say to you is, is 
most people get it most places and the most most support here will be done by family neighbors and friends and people will then <coughs> supported by them will 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 be cocooned and will stay in and hopefully if they've a garden they feel great get some fresh air etc etc create some purpose in their day get up get dressed get moving you know do things you like all of these things and ultimately then is is if you need food medication or help you reach out if you need emotional support if you have other problems you reach out whatever it is the community is here to do and a system has been set up to make sure that that's possible Right. Now, we're talking to the CEO of Alone, Sean Moynihan. And, Sean, it's a very isolating time for many of the over 70s. And, you know, we understand why they're being asked to do it, because this is a very serious um, illness, especially for people 70 or over. But the isolation is a huge problem. You know, people can FaceTime, of course, um, but there are mums and dads listening who mightn't use that sort of technology. So what advice would you have for someone struggling with the loneliness and isolation that comes with cocooning well we we have a support line um backed and supported by the hsc and uh and the department of health and it's 0818 and on that there's people there that <coughs> people who answer the phone our social care staff and ultimately is that they can provide public health information they can discuss these issues of how this is making you feel how this is happening and ultimately is, is also put you in touch with the local authorities with practical supports around shopping, teasing, medication. But also we have the ability to ring you back. And if necessary, we can ring you back three or four times a week and just check in, see how people are, keep the conversation going and support the work of family and friends, especially for those. And unfortunately, 60% of the people who are ringing this support line actually live on their own. So especially for those maybe are, uh, older or older, maybe have, less family or friends around them, that's who we're there to help as well as everybody else. Right. And Sean, what about elderly parents who have, look, just too much pride to ask for help? I mean, many listeners will be in the same boat as the worried daughter who WhatsApped us. And you might, for example, be living in a different county. You're not able to get down at the moment to do the weekly shop or pick up medicine for them. I think that 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 is where we have to. That is the big change for people to actually have to ring ourselves or ring the local authority and basically get the support you need. Ultimately, is is in this time of risk, people have to look at that. That's a bit like ringing your GP. You know, people wouldn't stall if people and people must address other health issues. If they have other health issues going on, they need to ring their GPs. They need to reach out. They need to check. Do they need to go to their medicals? But in this time. Because this virus, unfortunately, unfortunately, you know, has has the difficult outcomes for older people. Unfortunately, that makes people, even if they're facing healthy, more vulnerable than younger people. So what they've got to look at at the moment is ringing us, ringing the local authority. In this scenario, is like public health. It is a bit like ringing your GP for support. It's right. keeping yourself safe. It's keeping yourself well. And those people who've always kept themselves mentally well and mentally active, this is actually just doing the same thing for a period of time. Okay, uh, the Limerick COVID-19 Community Response Helpline, which has been up and running for almost a week now, mm. is 1800-832-005. 1800-832-005. It's available um, 8am to 6pm, seven days a week. You need to make the contact. You need to initiate the call. Please be aware of that. And it doesn't matter, by the way, what age you are. If you need any help at all, uh, they are available um, to coordinate 
and to help out um, with that. Um, but we're chatting to the CEO of Alone, Sean Moynihan. Now, I understand Alone itself, your helpline has been inundated, particularly since the introduction of cocooning. And what are the main concerns that you're hearing from people? Oh, people, there's a lot of anxiety around fear of going to hospital. There's not a lot of... Uh, um, um, requests around practical support, which now we're working in, in, in conjunction with, with the local authorities and Limerick has been up and running early and out there and organised and has to be commended and, and celebrated, you know. And ultimately you have people who with that, who need that emotional support, people who are worried, people, people who unfortunately maybe had other issues and now COVID-19 and and all the stress and pressure have just made really much harder to deal with, whether that's family issues, whether that's health issues, whether that's housing issues. So there's a whole myriad of things going on. We hope that from all of this, we can produce one positive legacy, and that is community spirit. That is the community supporting older people to ageing at home because we have got an ageing population and that we build the relationships to make sure that we've got good services in place for the future for all older people, knowing that so many people live on their own and so many people need support. Yeah, and I know that the Alone Helpline is not just for the elderly, but for people who might have concerns about an elderly person, including one of their parents. So can you just give us the Alone Helpline number, please, Sean? 0818 Just give it one more time. 0818 Great. Uh, thank you very much for chatting to us this morning. I know you're a very busy man at the moment, Sean Moynihan, uh, who is the chief executive of Alone. So we've chatted about elderly parents or grandparents who may be, for you know, valid enough reasons, too stubborn to cocoon. The vast majority of people of all ages are following the guidance from the government and by doing it, you are saving lives, including the lives of loved ones. Be sure about that. But another problem that's arising is that some older people are reluctant to contact services for fear that they might catch the virus. And I'm joined by Chief Pharmacist at HSE Midwest Community Healthcare, Louisa Power. Good morning to you, Louisa. Good Uh, morning, So you've heard our chat there with uh, Sean about Alone's helpline and the Limerick COVID-19 Community Response uh, Helpline. Um, And just to mention that again, it's 1800-832-005. Keep it to hand. Uh, If you don't need it right now, you never know when you might need it. But Louisa, what would you say to people who are afraid to contact helplines. They're afraid to ask even for groceries or medicine to be dropped to their door because, understandably, they're terrified because the message is, you know, have as little contact with another human being as possible. I suppose, Joe, what I'm saying to people is that they need to be reassured, particularly in relation to their medication. It's really important now that whatever medication you've been taking all of this time before the COVID-19 outbreak, it's really, really important that you continue to take your medication. An awful lot of our uh, pharmacies provide very sophisticated delivery services and have been providing those sophisticated delivery services for many years before COVID-19 has come into play. And also as well, Angarda Shikana and a number of other community groups are now offering 
delivery services to to pharmacists to, to patients from their pharmacies. All of these delivery services, you know, they're really, really stringent infection prevention and control procedures before the medicines leave the pharmacy. You know, it's really the pharmacists are making sure that they're, you know, disinfected, you know, adequately and the staff are all doing, you know, the, the, the adequate hand hygiene. And it's really, really important, I suppose, not just for the staff that are delivering the medication, but also for ourselves at home that, you know, we're, we're following and adhering to all the guidance from the HSE, you know, around washing our hands, around, you know, cough etiquette. You know, if you need to cough, to, to either cough into a tissue and throw that away or to cough into your elbow. But one of the main things that I want to provide reassurance to people today is, one, that your pharmacies are there, they're operating. They may be operating at reduced opening hours, but that's because of the pressure that they are under. But your pharmacies are there, they're open and they're operating. If you need your medication, please order it in advance because, as, as I said, a lot of the pharmacies are under quite a lot of pressure now. They've had to change their work practices in order to adhere to the social distancing. So if you do need your medication plan ahead, ring the pharmacy a day or two in advance so that the pharmacy can have your medication there. I know an awful lot of people are, are concerned about whether we'll have enough of their medication um, within the pharmacy, but it's really important for everyone to be reassured that at a national level, I have colleagues who are working to ensure that we've got sufficient medication supplies in the country to meet everybody's needs. So there is no need to stockpile. And, and in, you know, it's important that we're all responsible in the same way that, you know, in supermarkets that they've had to put um, restrictions on certain products. Unfortunately, pharmacies have had to put some restrictions on certain products as well. So you may only be able to buy one box of an over-the-counter preparation or, you know, you will only get one month of your medication at the moment because, again, we need to be responsible and ensure that we've stocked everybody. Because, Louisa, it is important to point out that people will still need medicines outside of the coronavirus at all. You know, if they are on regular prescriptions, particularly older people, but of any age, they will need them. But are you saying then that non-contact drops are safe? I mean, can the virus live on shopping bags or cardboard boxes, uh, for example, that have been dropped at the front door? Well, I suppose what's important, Joe, is to, is to adhere to what the HSE guidance is saying. And there has been some guidance issued in the last number of days in relation to, I suppose, disinfecting certain um, materials. Um, and, you know, but what's happening with most particular pharmacies now is that the, the, the medication is being put in one bag in an outer bag was to try, I suppose, to, to limit because in pharmacies we have implemented really, really stringent disinfection controls um, in place and then, you know, everything then is going is, is, is going into an outer bag, you know, to protect things um, again. So that well, well, let me ask you this directly. So should a person wear gloves when picking up deliveries that have been dropped at the front door by volunteers? I suppose the, the HPSC guidance around gloves, Joe, is that, you know, there is no need to wear gloves um, unless, you know, you are caring for somebody who has COVID-19. Because if we wear gloves, we then don't do, we, we, we tend to forget and we tend to rely on those gloves and then we don't wash our hands and we don't, you know, do the adequate hand hygiene. So it's really, really important to adhere to the HPSC guidance, which is, you know, gloves aren't required unless you're a healthcare professional or somebody in a house or a carer who is providing care to someone who has the coronavirus. But if you, you know, so it is important 
that we don't wear gloves where we don't need them because again, Joe, you know, you know yourself, we've got a shortage of PPE equipment in the country in the same way, you know, that we're trying to conserve our medicines, we're also trying to conserve our PPE equipment. So we shouldn't be wearing gloves where we don't need to, but it's really, really, really important that people wash their hands and wash them often. Okay. And that, you know, is, is as protective as, 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 you know, and even more protective as wearing gloves. Right. Um, we're talk- chatting to Chief Pharmacist at HSE Midwest Community Healthcare, Louisa Power. And in terms of cocooning, I mean, can the over 70s, for example, go out in the front garden to do a bit of weeding or painting? Or should they stay strictly indoors, plain and simple? Well, what the, what the advice that that's coming from the HSE and coming from the Taoiseach himself is that you can keep yourself mobile by getting up and moving around as much as possible. If you do have a garden or a balcony, you can spend some time outside for fresh air, but, you know, not to be going into communal areas. So if you've got a garden where only you or the household can access, then, you know, it's, you know, it's very, very important, I think, particularly for our mental health that, you know, we go out and we, and we get some fresh air, but it's really important not to go outside your home or your garden. And Louisa, what are the risks then of someone who should be cocooning, going to the local shop themselves for groceries, compared to ringing the helpline that I, I mentioned or um, asking a volunteer or, or a, a neighbour maybe to drop it to the door? I suppose, Joe, we are now currently in what is going to be the biggest public health emergency of our lifetime. And I work in infectious diseases in the UK and I'm really aware of the risk and it's so so important that anyone who's over the age of 70 anyone who's living in a residential home or long-term care or anyone who's extremely medically vulnerable medically vulnerable are cocooning because this is the only way that we can protect those people because those those three categories of people that they they are the most vulnerable from this coronavirus and those are the people that if they do get the coronavirus that you know it is it is going to affect them quite gravely so cocooning is going to protect them and what I would say to anyone who's over 70 or extremely medically vulnerable and is thinking you know maybe I should maybe I, I, I can go out maybe I can just go beyond the gate don't it's really really important that you stay inside um, and it's really really important that you allow people to look after you I know as Irish people we tend to be very proud and we tend to you know try to be very independent but this is the time now for you to take the offers of the advice that kind people are providing to you. And also to the general public, uh, Joe, I want to say to them to please stay inside. On the front line, I'm working uh, with pharmacists every single day of the week. I'm working with doctors, I'm working with nurses who have to get up, get out and go in and look after people with coronavirus. So, you know, our, our, our intensive care units across the country are under pressure. Our, our doctors, our nurses, our pharmacists, our other healthcare professionals are under severe pressure. And by people staying inside, by people adhering to the advice given by the government and by the Taoiseach, they are helping us to do our job. And I suppose I am absolutely overwhelmed with pride when I see, particularly being a pharmacist, when I see how pharmacy professionals, how pharmacists and how pharmacy staff have stepped up to the plate here and have really, really gone over and above, have been flexible, have been innovative around providing patient care. But it's really, really important for us to be able to do the best possible job that we can do, that people stay inside and that people adhere to the guidance. Absolutely, and so say all of us on all of that. Um, Finally, Louisa, you mentioned that you worked in infectious diseases uh, in the UK. Um, Do you ever wish you knew a bit less about all of this rather than a bit more? (laughs) 
Well, Joe, the way I look at it is we need everyone now who's got um, knowledge and experience in relation to this to fight this. You know, we are, we're, you know, we're, we're doing really, really well so far. Um, and we just need to have hope and belief that we're, you know, that everything that we're doing, you know, is going to, is going to get us to the other side. So, you know, we all need to stick together in this, whether it's doing your bit by staying at home, whether it's doing your bit by cocooning, or whether it is doing your bit by working on the front line. All right, very good. Inspiring message this morning. Thank you very much, Louisa Power, Chief Pharmacist with HSC Midwest Community Healthcare. And before that, you heard from Sean Moynihan, uh, the CEO of Alone and Just. And I'm going to keep mentioning it because it's so important. The Limerick COVID-19 Community Response Helpline is 1800 832 005. 1800-832-005 available seven days a week from 8am to 6pm. Get in touch if you need help and we're not just talking about people cocooning, we're not just talking about the elderly. You could find yourself in all sorts uh, of uh, difficulties um, at the moment and this brilliant coordinated group involving so many fantastic organisations across Limerick is there to help you. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.